everybody, and welcome to YBG Podcast, Young, Black, and Gifted. I'm your host, Tuyan. I'm here with some special guests today. Hello, everyone. My name is Mitchell Kelly. I went to Kip Renaissance High School slash Frederick Douglass High School. I was the class of 2018. I go to Lycoming College. I'm a theater major, concentration in acting. Class of 2022, junior now. My name is Kim. I graduated this year from Frederick Douglass High School, and I'll be attending Bar College in the fall, majoring in art history. Hey, how y'all doing? My name is Isaiah, also known as Is or Triple I-33. I also attended Kip Renaissance High School, class of 2019, where I then graduated and went to Knox College in Galesburg, Illinois. I'm majoring in psychology with a minor in creative writing to open up a therapeutic writing center. And on campus, I am exec of ABLE, which is a Black organization. Hey everybody, I'm Taj. I graduated from Kip Renaissance in 2018, and now I'm a Bard College scholar studying sociology. <laughs> I know I've been seeing a lot on Twitter. People have been saying like the Black Lives Matter movement has been dying down. Like it was just a trend. So my first question is, do you think that the Black Lives Matter was like a gimmick or like just like a bandwagon for people to jump on? Or do you think people are still, you know, with the movement? I do think it can become like a trend or a gimmick for people who want to be like, I guess famous or on a platform because we all seen on Twitter how people, they go to the protest or they post like something that could seem like it supports the movement, but it's very vague. So I feel like for those people, it's more so a gimmick, but for people who are black and who are fighting for their freedom and equality, it's not a gimmick, it's not like a trend, it's everyday. I'm gonna say like at times it can be seen as gimmicky or temporary like but it's been around for a while especially like around in 2016 it was a really big name because of like the violence going on with police brutality but it did die down for some time until recently and like kim was touching on there are influencers that make it seem as if it's a you know a photogenic opportunity to take while protesting, while wearing Black Lives Matter paraphernalia. And that's defeating the purpose of our struggle. So yeah, at times it could be very like gimmicky, but depending on who is using it or who's behind, who's on the front lines and who's actually advocating for it. Um, I feel like with that certain topic of Black Lives Matter, I feel as if that when people use that, I feel like they don't know the condescence and the pain and the strong and the fortitude behind that. And I feel like when you, you know the trendsetters from the people who are actually fighting for it. And I feel like the trendsetters are winning in a case of just posting it, posting it, 
and just trying to, you know, make it seem as if it's a fad or it's a fashion statement, which it is not. And I feel like, you know, on social media it really shows that and it really amplifies that. But you also see these protesters who are also saying, no, this is my life. This is what's going on. This is what's happening right now. And I feel like you have to really come to a certain stance to where it is. You need to know the difference between the ones who are really standing with you and the ones who are just using it to in increase their platform for diversity or inclusion. I think when I hear about dying down, I think like it, it's easy for people to say that it's, it has died down, but my blackness cannot die down. I'm black every day. So like when talking about Black Lives Matter, like I don't, I don't just, my, my life don't just matter when the next police brutality happened, but my life mattered before that. So like, um, so even though I think, and I think with all movements, right, we have, we have something that drives the movement and then we have something that kind of pulls it back. But during those times when it's pulled back, that's when the work happens because when it's when things are driving it, everyone is like putting their input. But when when it pulls back and we all sit back and we really think about what's what what needs to be done, because everything is meaningful, regardless of if it's drove or pushback. But like we're really looking at the table and we're really sitting here rebuilding the table for us i think those those are the moments that when greatness are happens but the driving is what makes the greatness so i don't necessarily think that it ever really died down I, and i think in our era i think for us if people are not speaking about it or not saying what we are what they're doing then people automatically think oh it's died down um, I guess my opinion on it, I mean, I agree with you. With this day and age, social media is everything. But I don't think, I don't necessarily think it's dying. I just feel like it's not trending anymore, which is a difference. So I do feel like people are still doing the work on the back end. I do feel like people are still signing petitions, donating, going to these protests and stuff like that. Like you say, I just feel like the media is just not covering and it's just not a trending topic anymore. But I do feel like people are still putting in the work behind the scenes. And a lot has come about from everything that's going on. Especially our generation with social media has really been a lot with the current state and the current situation that we've been handed. And I'm just, like, really proud because, like, I'm, I'm going to say I'm surprised. Like, a lot of us, especially with our generation, we are so quick to just sweep stuff under the rug and go back to our normal lives a lot of my peers that I've seen would just brush over the certain issues. I feel like we really like put our foot down and we was like really, I feel like we are handling this situation really, really well. Just see what Jess Hilarious said. <laughs> no, you didn't see it? Taj, you saw it? Yes. Nigga scared to say, oh, I like that song. Cause back then I guess she did some color with shit. Get the fuck out of here. Remember that time I got in trouble with the gays and shit? I called them the F-A-G-G-Y, real, real records. I meant what I said to him, to him, because you never call me a racial, I mean, a, a, a homophobic slur, and I can't say it back to you, because I'm not gay. Get the fuck out of here. You respect me, and I'm going to respect you. So when I did that, all the gays felt like I called them a F-A-G-G-Y. 
So they was coming at me. And really, nigga, it was that one nigga. It was it was one of y'all representatives. And I, I could have said a bunch of other shit. I could have said, yeah, I'm, saying, I'm more of a man than you will ever be, sir. And I could have hurt his feelings another way, but no, nah, that's not how I, no, nah, he hit below the belt, so I hit below his belt. That's just how we are as motherfucking people. When Masika called them bitches black beasts, she wasn't talking about every black fucking woman. If y'all cancel everybody, who the fuck we gonna have? If y'all cancel everybody for one mistake, who the fuck we gonna have? Y'all ain't got no fucking platforms, but y'all keep trying to cancel everybody with a fucking platform. That shit is trash. When y'all the ones that built us up, but y'all the people, y'all my people. What is you talking about? Why every time I say something or anybody say something that y'all don't agree with, y'all straight man, you cancel. Why you give up? Why the fuck do y'all give up on, on y'all own so fast? By seeing what she posted, I felt like she contradicted herself a little bit. I understand and I do sympathize with what she's saying because when being an influencer, it is hard because at the end of the day, you still have an opinion. No matter what you are, you're still a human and you still have an opinion. But being an influencer, I feel like it's harder because anything that you say will be used against you no matter what you say, no matter how positive it was, no matter how, th how how you thought it was, somebody out there is still going to use it in a negative connotation. But with that, and I feel like the way that she came from was a place of hurt, but a little bit of anger also, to, like, you know, towards that she's tired. And one part that did I understand was when she said, you know, my people, and I feel like it do be a lot of, you know, you know, like people that do uh, that does that, and he troll on Instagram, and he troll on Twitter, and he troll on all these social media sites, and like you can't say that you have to. Risk. Some people say nice things, and some people don't, and it's like that. But I felt like the way she contradicted herself was when she said the gay slurs, and it's like when you said about one person, and you were talking that one person, but the whole community came. When you say that, when you say faggot, that in itself has background, just like the N-word has background, just like how every other um, slur has background and it's a whole different connotation and where that came from. She didn't understand that was a whole attack on the LGBTQ community, even if you was talking to that one person. I felt as if they had to come together and say, it's the same thing if you call a black person, the N-word, and every other black person come and troll on you. I'm gonna say that, for the record, we live in a very hypocritical society. Uh -huh.